Goodbye, 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 goodbye. Enough already. My gosh. Hang on. Hang on. There we go. Setting the video feed up over on Twitch. I think, hang on. I got my headphones reversed this morning, I think. Things are weird. They don't quite sit in. I'm using these in-ear headphones that, ah, there we go. The same ones that singers use. Ah. When they're in, they're great. And they're nice and discreet, and they sound fantastic. But the ones that I bought, because I cheaped out, <clears throat> and let's face it, the good ones are going to set you back a couple of grand. Um, <laughs> the ones I bought, uh, they set me back a couple of tens. <laughs> let's just be real. I think they were like 35 bucks or whatever else. Hey, man, internet radio broadcasting from my basement. It's the future. It's not the present. All right, what's going on here? You know what? I sent an email to uh, a couple of people I'm doing some some contract work for yesterday, and all I keep getting now is these messages saying, this message is delayed. Nothing you need to do. Nothing you need to do. You're fine. We're going to keep attempting to do this, but for the last 10 hours, your email has not been sent. No reason, no explanation, not that I could figure out. There's probably an error code in there. Anyway. Uh, Twitch people, are you awake? All four of you. That's right, all four of you who watch on Twitch. Man, I've hit the big time. No, there have been no comments. No comments. Nobody cares that Milky's here. That's fantastic. Well, that's fine. I don't care that I don't care. I don't care that you're here. How's that? Oh, there they go. Um, Jules cares that I'm there. Uh, I'm talking specifically to Twitch because. Pardon me for a moment. I'm going to toot my own horn a little bit. It's what I do. Because if you don't toot your own damn horn, guess what? Ain't nobody going to toot it for you. Just trying to pull up the email right now. Speaking of emails. So I got some numbers. My year-end numbers on Twitch. Bum, bada, bum, 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 bum. So this past year of 2021, the year of our Lord, BTR was live on Twitch for 6,840 hours. Now, first off, let me have the conversation about what Twitch is again. And why is my camera not on me? Uh, there we go. Now people can actually see me. Um, so Twitch started out as a gaming platform. Um, you play video games, etc. Um, that's that's kind of where you hang out is on Twitch, and people can um, follow you, and they can pick up tips from you because you're such a great gamer, etc. It's basically like if you're a, if you're a football fan, you probably have TSN and Sportsnet. 
right? Well, this is kind of, if you're a gamer fan, you're not watching people play games on TSN and Sportsnet. So where do you go? You go to Twitch. Um, but Amazon owns Twitch, and Amazon is a company that has great, great vision for all kinds of different things. And they um, have been trying to draw performers onto their platform uh, to really make Twitch go well beyond the gaming community. Uh, It's not that they want to get rid of the gaming community by any stretch of the imagination. That's, That's their bread and butter. But they, they, they see an opportunity for podcasters, uh, you know, TV people, certainly. The number, the number of out-of-work TV people that I've had conversations with where I've, I've suggested, look, launch your own newscast, etc. Get a Twitch channel and do your own 5-10 minute newscast. For every one person watching you, it's one person not watching them. You're taking ownership of your craft. But, of course, we've had this conversation. I'm someone, as has been described to me, you think like an American, John. Canadians Canadians don't think like that. Vision? No, 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 no. How silly of you. Sit back and collect your, your CERB. Don't try. Oh, no, 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 no. Become complacent like the rest of us. You silly, silly man, you. <laughs> anyway, um, so I was actually approached by Twitch. Twitch has uh, someone, a, a friend of mine named Don Collins. Actually, I, he's become a good friend of mine. I knew Don first when he was working in Ottawa at CFGO. Never met him. Certainly knew of him. Uh, and he's come to know me, thanks to the internet, etc. cetera. Uh, and he reached out to me, and he's reached out to several other broadcasters as well about moving our shows or adding Twitch to our shows. And he's he's constantly sending emails and, you know, all kinds of numbers and data to radio stations saying, look, you can, you can expand onto this platform. Bring us inside your studios, blah, 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 blah. And he's big on it. He's got a, he's got a few sports stations, et cetera. The talk programming lends itself very, very easily to Twitch. Because there's no music licensing, et cetera, right? So it's pretty easy to do that. The music licensing becomes a tricky, tricky thing. And so when he invited us here on BTR to stream on Twitch, that became the big question mark. Well, how do we do that? We're a music station. And Amazon and Twitch took a look at all the licensing we have in place to stream the audio service. And they said, seems... Seems to make sense here. Go for it. So BTR became the first music station ever licensed to stream on Twitch. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Hang on. Camera's acting up today. The camera really wants me stuck on the far right-hand side of the screen. There we go. All right, so on Twitch. Now look. These, 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 These sound impressive. I, you know... I think on the average day, if we're being honest, a good day might see 15 to 18 people watching the stream at any given time, which, you know what? I just look at that and I go, you know, that's that's, that's icing on the cake. That's fantastic. That's a bonus. You know, I can drive myself nuts. I'll, I'll flip through Twitch and there'll be you know, some, some gorgeous woman in her 20s 
in her lingerie, sitting in a hot tub in her living room. And she's making thousands and thousands of dollars every hour. And you know what? Good for her. Because <laughs> men, predominantly, are just stupid enough to see that, as we discussed yesterday in my fascination with Lashar. <laughs> but men, mostly, are just stupid enough to lob money at her. Uh, look, pretty girl, take my money. If I donate more than the other guy, I'm the one she's going to want to be with, or however the mind works on that. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, um, that's just a space I'm not going to succeed in, <laughs> frankly. I just, I look at Twitch as a bonus. I, I, I know what the numbers are on this platform. I, uh, smart speaker listening is, by and large, our, our biggest success. People listening on Alexa people listening on their Google smart speaker uh, and the app listening uh, is huge as well and going to get huger since I didn't realize when we relaunched the app a few months ago that <laughs> I forgot. So the app was only available in Canada and that's my bad. That is 100% my fault. I neglected to tick the boxes that made it available in the U.S., in the U.K., other European countries. Uh, it, it, it was brought to my attention the other day by one of the people I'm working with at WSRQ. He's like, hey, man, I hear, I hear you talking about this app. I, I can't find it. Oh, weird. Anyway, uh, so that's been resolved. Uh, but, yeah, most of our listening is done. Uh, interesting. An online radio station, most of our listening is done online. Um. So the Twitch is just kind of an interesting little experiment, so to speak. Um, I love it because of the interaction. I love bringing you inside the studio, although I, I, I recognize that really all you're looking at, my, father, my father-in-law is exactly right. All you're looking at when you tune in to my stream is a bobblehead. It's just a guy sitting in front of his computer, scrolling through his music library, bopping his head to the song currently playing. It's not that compelling. I understand that. And making it worse with the new studio design right now, the camera, which I've been wrestling with all morning, is is off to the right-hand side. And most of what I'm doing these days, now that I'm in the studio and I'm actually doing a live show on BTR and I'm doing a couple of other shows, monitoring a couple of other shows that I'm doing on other radio stations. Um, so the computer that is off to the left-hand side is the one that I'm spending most of my... So my back is to the camera most of... It's not very compelling. <laughs> Maybe it would be more compelling if I were to do it from a hot tub. Yes. There's, there's what I need to do. Watch the back of John's head as he sits in the hot tub typing things on his computer. Anyway, um, the, the, the studio overhaul is not done yet. Uh, the, the, the big plan for the studio um, is, is that I will have a space off to my right which is off camera right now, uh, where I will have two or three guest microphones. And my hope and my plan is to re-envision the show that I'm doing now and to actually have, kind of like what we had with Brouhaha, a regular presence of other folks who are contributing to the show in some way, shape, or form so that you will have two or three people talking at any given time that they will appear on camera 
Uh, and at the very least, if we cannot achieve that through having them in the studio, then we can certainly do that uh, by bringing them on via Zoom, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, there, there, there are more exciting things uh, on the way for you to watch on the Twitch feed. Pardon me while I burp. <clears throat> so there you go. Um, anyway, nonetheless, interesting, you know, all this to say, um, you know, if you, if you just log on and you see, you know, 10 people watching on Twitch, you know, you, you can kind of snicker at that and, and I get it. I, I mean, I don't care. I'm grateful for the 10. See, I, I've been in this game for so long now and I've beat myself up about numbers for so long. And, um, I really sincerely mean this. It's, it's not about the hundreds or the thousands. That's, that's great. That's amazing. That's fantastic. Sure, that's a nice to have. But that's not really why I do this. It's about the one. It's about sharing an idea, human to human. And I'm here... I'm here whether there's one person listening or one million people listening. I just I just like knowing that I have an outlet to come in here and have conversations and to play songs and make people hopefully feel better about their day. That I can share ideas, that I can plant seeds in people's heads, that I can have conversations like I did yesterday talking about a friend of mine who's been going through a hellish divorce. By the way, the friend of mine, I can reveal to you now, is Candace Sampson. If you have listened and watched this show for any amount of time, you know Candace. Candace has been on cam. Candace has been on the air with us. She hosts a show called What She Said. It's a show for women. It's a show about women. It's a show by women, and she has, despite this this horrible divorce she's going through, despite you know all all that goes you know and and, and a husband who or or an ex who really has just chosen to ignore completely ignore his daughters, and as I said yesterday, I would give. Everything I have to be able to be called dad. I've resigned myself to the fact that that's never going to happen for me, but I would have loved so much to have that opportunity. And when I see relationships fall apart and the kids are held as bargaining chips it's 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 so foreign to me anti-vaxxers make more sense to me (laughs) they do at least they've got a compelling argument for why they're on that side of the the equation um anyway this long drawn out battle and and candace and i talk often i produce her podcast for her etc and we air it here on BTR, uh, and I help her do some marketing, et cetera. I'm trying to get her syndicated in other stations. I mean, she leaves the marriage. She has an amazing travel blog 
uh, which is growing and succeeding. And there's a radio station in Niagara that would have her on to talk about travel, etc. Uh, and she was just a very, very compelling guest. Well, the women that were doing that show decided they were done with the show. Hey, Candace, do you want to take this over? In the middle of it all, Candace said yes and acquired the property and with an amazing vision to grow this thing. Look, women's issues, the whole Me Too movement, etc., women's issues are a very, very big and important conversation happening in our world right now. And she's having these conversations with tremendous guests. I mean, I, I'm 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 a guy. I'm not her target audience whatsoever. Now, obviously, I, you know, I have reason to listen. It's airing on my station. It's a podcast I'm producing, so I am. I'm privy to the conversations. But even if I wasn't, it's a podcast that I think is so compelling. It's worth listening to anyway, especially when they get on conversations about the human psyche and human reactions and human interactions. I'm so big into that. That has been a big, big part of my own personal journey and growth understanding how other people react around you and the reasons why, et cetera, and how to deal with that and how to accept that and not drive yourself absolutely crazy in getting caught up in what other people think. Things like that. So I'm big into her podcast. Anyway, Candace, after this long, long battle uh, in courts, I, I guess the divorce file sat on a judge's desk for the better part of the year, not looked at, waiting for uh, you know some sort of decision. Uh, and, and, and I would, I mean, I, look, if Candace wasn't in the middle of this right now, I, you know, I would have her on the show in a heartbeat, but, um, she won, she won and the judge awarded her, her house back, a house she shared with her ex. And I guess he saw it coming. Uh, so he, um, he set out to make sure that um, her reacquiring the property was as miserable an experience as he could possibly make it for her and for their two daughters, who I believe are like 17 and 19. So Candace yesterday gets the keys to the house, shows up. The pool was never drained, so it's now... A massive chunk of ice. Of course, what happens with ice? It expands. What happens to the structure of the pool when ice expands? Well, the pool caves in on itself. He did that to the hot tub, too. Left it full. Turned it off. She gets inside the house. There's black mold everywhere everywhere there is so much moisture in this house every surface is covered in black mold because there is three or four feet of water in the basement nice right Nice. Oh, and there's no power in the house, of course, because he hasn't paid the hydro bill. It's been shut off. Hydro company wants 3500 bucks before they'll turn the, the power back on. So now you've got ice forming in the basement. Guess what that's going to do to the structure, right? 
It's going to pop the foundation out from underneath the house. She had a home inspector or some contractor in yesterday taking a, a look at it. The mold, the water in the basement, the inability to turn a pump on because there's no power. So now they're running off generators. Every generator is running on gas. Guess what they're billing her for that? Come on. It on and on and on it goes. On and on. Floors are buckling. Drywall is 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 saturated. It's just, it's an absolute mess. And and she posted, she's she's been very tight-lipped and really taking the high road through this whole thing. And I don't know him. So in the interest of of just just putting it out there i have i i could i, I don't i don't even know his name i don't know the situation i wasn't privy to it i didn't know them but she walks you through the house in a video on facebook you can see it's so obvious how intentional this is now come to find out later on yesterday that it seems that even before Hydro went and cut the power off, the panel in the basement itself was shut off, which begs the question, was the power turned off on purpose before Hydro finally went and disconnected the thing? Ah, hard to think that (laughs) that's a coincidence, right? But what really kills me is she gets, and she posted three or four videos yesterday. She gets to the kitchen. And there in the kitchen is a stack of envelopes. There must be 20 or 30 envelopes there from the province of Ontario, from the courts, from lawyers from Hydro, from you name it. None of them opened. Easily a year or two worth of letters and bills and notices. Never opened them. Never read them. But has the... (laughs) makes the decision to stack them all right there for her to see. Haha, I purposely didn't read these. I mean, I just... How does any human have the capacity to do this to another person? Let alone a person... They tried to build a life with one. Look, I understand things don't work out sometimes. Jobs don't work out. Contracts don't work out. Hell, relationships within your own sibling relationships don't necessarily work out. Marriages certainly sometimes don't work out. They're hard. They're work. They're difficult. And you get into a marriage... I don't know when they met, how they met. What I don't know any of that. But for the most part, we meet our partner when we're in our 20s, right? Not exclusively, but by and large. And you don't know what life 
has in store for you in your 20s. And you go into it with all the right intentions. And hope and optimism and excitement. And you, 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 you sit down with this person and you, you, you talk about building a life together. Will you be my partner in this? And you go into it with all the right intentions. And you bring kids into it. Next thing you know, you're in your late 30s, early 40s. And you're not the person you were in your 20s. And your view of the world has changed. And your situation has changed. Uh, your, finances, your finances have changed. Um, the things you want for yourself in the future have changed. And on and on and on. And you look at your marriage and you go, you know what? This, is, this isn't working. I need out of this contract. That's fine. It's painful. It is. It's painful. It's extremely painful. No doubt. But you deal with it. That's that's what a grown-up does. You deal with it. You accept it. You find ways to overcome it, learn from it, grow from it. You certainly don't. Look at an asset like a house and decide, how can I ensure that this becomes something of zero value that, never mind my ex, but that my kids cannot possibly enjoy or have why them? That makes no sense to me. Now, fortunately for Candace, she's a very strong woman. And I don't know her daughters, but I've certainly, you know, had enough conversations and seen enough, you know, in the blogging, et cetera, that Candace does to know that these um, seem like very, very, very strong, intelligent young ladies who are learning and they're watching this and they're learning from this. And, and, and I think what's going to happen or what is already happening, largely in part by virtue of who their mother is and just how she's wired. Um, yeah, right now they're, they're in a very angry mode and they have every right to be. Um, but Candace has already put the wheels in motion that she is going to make this her lifelong work now to ensure that the system changes. I, I, I'm telling you right now, you are going to see Candace on the news. You are going to see Candace on talk shows. You are going to hear her on podcasts. There is going to be hellfire, hellfire raining down on the world over this. She is going to affect change. If anyone's going to do it, and she's not the first that this has happened to, and she's not going to be the last. But she's going to be one of the last, I can tell you that. <laughs> and her daughters are right there with her, backing her up on this. This is going to be something to watch. And that's when I look at the whole situation, I sort of think, okay, you know, where's, where's the upside of all this? The upside of all this is the opportunity. See, I was like that when I lost my job. 
Right. That was my hell. When I lost my job, what to do next? And my wife had lost her job nine days before that. So, of course, you're you're put into this this panic situation. And you get angry and you get upset and you fly off the handle and you panic, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But there comes a point where you look at the situation you're in and you say, okay, what's the lesson for me here? And further to that, what's the opportunity for me here? That's, to me, there's always shit in life. There's always shit to deal with. There's always an unhappy customer. There's always tension. There's always haters. There's, al- there's always going to be things. So what's the opportunity? You know, I, I posted a video a couple of weeks ago uh, of, of me just going through the drive through at McDonald's. And the young lady, I mean, 15, 16, 17 years old, just so enthusiastic and happy. And I just, I made the decision. This is just how I choose to live my life now. When I encounter someone like that, it fuels me. It feeds me. And I say something. I high five it. I celebrate it. I make sure that when I get home, I pop the memory card out of my dash cam and I put it on my Facebook and I tag McDonald's so that McDonald's finally gets somebody taking time to say something nice about them. And McDonald's, by the way, is a great company. I worked for them in high school. The job sucks. It's not great work. But man, you want to talk about a company that appreciates and respects their employees and does things for their employees. So I know what the work is like, but still, I, I got a note back from McDonald's. We passed this on to the store manager. So excited. The entire staff has seen this. I was back at that McDonald's yesterday. They're like, oh my God, you're the guy. I made a decision to pop a memory card out of a dash cam and post it online. Took me, what, five minutes to do that? Not only did I uplift the person working that day, not only did I uplift the manager, I managed to uplift that entire store. And that's not me going, yay, me. That's just me telling you my story and the decisions that I make in my life now as someone who lives with depression, who lives with anxiety, who's trying to find ways to cope. I am making choices like this. And when I do things like this, and I know that I'm bringing somebody up and I'm celebrating another human, it brings me up with them. These are choices. These are decisions you make. And it's so unbelievably easy to do. Choosing to turn the power off, flood a house, not empty the pool, not open envelopes, ignore your responsibilities as an adult, as a father. These are choices that were made. 
and probably easy ones for that person to make because they are so blinded by anger. They can't see what they have. They cannot see the opportunity before them. I get that it hurts. It must hurt like hell. And and if we're being honest, a lot of this is is probably very easily rolled into the conversations we're having today about our mental health system or lack thereof. Where's the coaching here? Where's this is what we're, you know, like we need systems in place where I mean, dealing with a lawyer is one thing. Sure. You know, you you, got to deal with that. But should the lawyers not have something in place where they've got a team that is going to help you through this on the emotional side of things? And yeah, I know this costs money. And a lawyer is a business, and the business doesn't have to invest in that. And but I mean, business arguments aside, the whole system needs to be really looked at. And and I'm telling you right now, Candace Sampson is going to make damn sure damn sure that that happens and I think you know that's what's going to come of all of this if there's an upside at all for lack of a better word it is you know the opportunity here and again the choice that I already see Candace making and the choice that I see her daughters making just based on the things I'm seeing them post on social media already has I mean it's barely been 24 hours since they've been in the house but the choices they're making are much 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 more proactive inspiring, effective than any of the decisions that have been made leading up to this. That's inspiring. That's exciting. And I think, you know, when you when you look at these these young ladies especially, you know, where's where's the lesson in all this? Well the lesson in all this is the opportunity that's been created for these two young ladies to, you know, live lives where this experience allows them to teach others to avoid these pitfalls and how, and to affect change through government, through law, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So like I said, when it comes to Twitch, and how do I tie this all together? Yeah, I, I, I log on to Twitch. What have I got on there right now? Ooh, 19 people. People can, people can choose to laugh at 19 people on my Twitch feed. That's fine. I don't. I'm grateful for every single one of them. Every single one of you. It's not about the 19. It's not about the 19 million. It's about the one. It's about, did something I say connect with another human? Did I, like I did at McDonald's, say something that turned your day around? 
That's all that matters to me. And guess what? This whole thing, this is all that matters to me. People who have zero investment in this, Uh, why do I care what you think? I, I I woke up this morning to emails. Lowell, Lowell took yesterday off. Lowell, I got a message late yesterday. Lowell not feeling well. I woke up to emails this morning from people who chose to sit down at some point between yesterday and today and send me an email not saying, oh, could you please tell me why Lowell was away today? No. Send me an email. You need to stop wasting my time and post notices when Lowell's going to be away. WT, like just anger. Like I owe them something. I'm sorry. Are you an investor in my business? Are you paying to listen to the Lowell Green Show? Are you paying to listen to my radio station? No, you're not. So what do I owe you? The man, first off, is 85. He just broke his hip. He's a heart patient. Most people retire at 65. But Lowell, God love him. Why do you have Lowell on your station? For a lot of reasons. For a lot of reasons. Look, I don't agree with everything that Lowell Green says. Believe me. And I and I bite my lip a lot. But I choose to look at his show as an opportunity to learn something from this human's knowledge, experience, and passion. You know what you are not going to ever listen to? Really? A talk show performance where you agree with everything that's being said. That is not compelling. It is not challenging. It goes against human nature. I respect the man so much. And what excites me is that he has let me in to his world. I am someone who, if you've listened to me on air at all, I'm the poo-poo and fart joke guy. I'm that naughty little, let's do our show live from a swingers club guy. You know, like, I mean, like the two, like the fact that Lowell Green and John Milkey are together on a show makes no sense. There's not a program director in the world. And we worked in the same building together for 23 plus years. There is nobody in that building. Ever at any point that would have sat there and said, 
you know, maybe putting Milky and Lowell <laughs> in the same room would be compelling, would be interesting. Hell no. First and foremost, Lowell and I would never in a million years have even considered that. My relationship for 23 years in that building with Lowell was, good morning, good morning. That was it. That was it. But people out there make choices when Lowell's not on the air. He's 85. If Lowell, if Lowell, and he's working for himself. He's got one sponsor on his show, guys. One sponsor. When you add up the video views on YouTube, on Twitch, on Facebook, when you add up the audience listens to the audio stream on our app, on smart speakers, on our website, and then when you add the podcast numbers to that, there should be a lineup of sponsors for his show. These are numbers. If I could take, if if I could go to one of the big media companies and and provide them an opportunity to have this access to exactly the same data that we get on the digital side of things, they would have a hard on that you would never be able to shrink. There's a quote. The numbers, and this is. This is a guy. What marketing do we have? None. I can't buy an ad to promote Lowell Green on a Rogers radio station. I can't buy an ad to promote Lowell Green on a Bell Media radio station, on a Chorus radio station, on any radio station. There's no way in hell Rogers and Bell would ever even if i had the budget to do it there's no way there's no way that they would allow me to buy an ad to promote a property that is not one of their own no way buy a ba- buy, buy a, a bus board campaign on oc transpo buy a billboard campaign no the only marketing lowell green and i have is you That's it. That's why every now and then we, 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 we say, hey, could you please share this? It just lets people know what Lowell Green's still doing his thing. Yup. And I watch the numbers climb. But really, at the end of the day, what does Lowell owe you? What do I owe you if Lowell wants to take a day off? Now, look, if Lowell lets me know today that he's taking next week off, sure, I've then got time. By the way, hi, I'm John Milkey, currently hosting a midday show on WSRQ in Sarasota, Florida, uh, currently hosting uh, a weekend show on three different radio stations in southern Ontario. I do a live show here on BlastTheRadio.com. I also uh, do all the, uh, all the audio production. I do all the commercial writing. I do all the sales for the radio station. Um, when people like Rusty and JJ and DJ Dimoawi and all the other people who contribute shows here, when they have a show, they send it to me. I have to download it. 
I have to put it into the system. I have to schedule it. I'm a little busy. Oh, and on top of that, by the way, I also run another full-time business. <laughs> Job postings, industry news, etc. That's my main source of income. That is the thing that has kept me going for the last six years. Deserves a lot more attention than I can even give it on my, on my best days. And I have a podcast company. I've got responsibilities. I have got people waiting on me to get their podcasts up, edited, etc., audiobooks. So when Lowell, when Lowell's wife sends me a text at 12.30 in the afternoon saying Lowell can't be on today, can you understand why maybe I haven't had time to go and update the website? I did take time, by the way. Um, FYI, Lowell's, Lowell's focus, the only thing he really is privy to is the numbers he sees on his own Facebook timeline. Lowell doesn't understand Facebook. I, frankly, I don't understand Facebook most days. I've got a better understanding, which is, I think, why Lowell leans on me for a lot of this stuff. Well, it's, it's not, I think, why. That's, that's a big reason why Lowell leans on me. He trusts my experience with this, my insight, my, you know, <laughs> the fact that I, 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 I use this stuff more every day. So all Lowell sees when he logs off his show is the video that is sitting on his timeline. And he goes, oh, look, 140 people tuned in today. That's all he knows. I am privy to much more information than that about his show. Yeah, Lowell, that's 140 on your timeline. That doesn't count the Blast the Radio timeline. It doesn't count my personal timeline. It doesn't count the YouTube views. It doesn't count the Twitter views. And it does not count the Twitch views. It also doesn't take into account the people who listened off our website. It doesn't take into account the people who listened off their smart speakers. It doesn't take into account the people that listened on the BTR app. It's much, 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 much bigger than the numbers that are right there and visible. If that's all you look at, yeah, okay, sure. So what if Lowell took a day off yesterday? Don't come at me with your bullshit, rude emails. And I know people are going to. So, I, you know, that's just why I just, I've accepted that, right? This is the choice I've made. I accept that there, and it's not just about Lowell. People send this, people send this, you, you know, I tuned into your show this morning at 9.05 and you weren't on the air. No, there was a song playing. Yeah, I turned into your station. I didn't like that song, so I went away. Your station sucks because of one song. I mean, you get you, you you all have no idea. This is just how this is just how humans think and how they react, right? It's just this knee jerk. But somebody actually woke up and decided that they were going to take time to send me an email to crucify me because I did not update the website. To announce, look, if Lowell's going to take a vacation, yeah, I'm going to take the time to go to the website, update it. Takes a few minutes to do, by the way, just to log on, get to the thing, move this, move that. You know, da, 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 da. And yeah, it's not a huge deal to do, but in the middle of doing four or five other radio shows and podcasts and running a business. And oh, by the way, I don't know if you know this, we're now 10 days away from Christmas. I got shit going on. 
I got a dog that needs walking. I got a cat that needs cuddles. I got a wife that needs cuddles. Right? At some point in my day, I need to make time for the things that really matter. The people that I do this for. But you woke up today. Okay, so you woke up today and decided, I am going to send an expletive-filled email to John Milkey because, wah, Lowell Green wasn't on yesterday and I wasn't notified. <laughs> on the webpage. I did take time, by the way. The show mostly exists on Facebook, right? So where's my priority? For Lowell, Facebook is the priority. So I updated Facebook. Hey, just found out. The minute I found out, I updated Facebook. No Lowell today. Maybe follow Blast the Radio on Facebook. Maybe follow me on Facebook. Maybe follow Lowell on Facebook. There's a good starting point. That's 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 our priority, okay? That's where you're going to get notifications. If Lowell notifies me today that he's going to be off next week, yeah, I, I will have time to update the website and we'll run promos, etc. I updated Facebook in three different places. I recorded and aired a break. It ran between every single song between the 2 o'clock and 2.30 timelines. Between every... When Lowell... Lowell is normally on from 2 till 2.30. In that half hour, between every song... Hi, thanks for tuning in for the Lowell Green Show. Lowell's off today. I mean, did I... Did you tuning in and having to sit through a three-minute song before you heard that recorded promo, did that really affect your day? To the point where you had to make a conscious decision this morning to send me an email with F-bombs. Who are we? Why, why is that okay in someone's mind? And I'm just using that as an example. Imagine the emails the local restaurant gets from people. Imagine the emails your local store gets from people. The anger that is out there. I can only talk about what happens in my little world here. But if that's what's happening here, this sense of entitlement. Can you imagine what your local grocery store deals with? In, in, in how people react. Your local clothing store, shoe store, hardware store, gas station, school. Oh, my God. Can we, ta- can we talk about schools? Oh, please remove the police department from the schools. My kids don't feel safe with police around. What? Pardon? Who, who would you rather have there then? If not the police department. And look, I understand. We're, you know, there are some problems. There are definitely some problems. And we need to talk about those problems and we need to address them. We need to find solutions for them. But if not the police, then who? defund the police i have no use for the police okay well when somebody has broken into your home 
and you are now barricaded in your bedroom because this person is still in your home, who are you going to call? Um, Bill, the bouncer that you used to know at Spanky's. Hey, Bill, remember me? It's, I know it's been 40 years, but come on. You know, this, this big movement to remove police officers from our school. Look, maybe your kids, what's, maybe your kids deserve to be a little scared. Keeps them honest. If you're not doing anything wrong, you don't have anything to be scared of. Really? We're a country with rules and laws that are to be respected and followed. And if you don't, there are consequences. That's life. I was never, now look, I, I'm a, I'm a light haired, blue eyed, white skinned male. I get it. I get it. I live for lack of a better word. And this is kind of the buzzword right now. I live in a world of privilege. Thanks to my skin color, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, if I was out there doing bad, horrible things, if I was spray painting graffiti, if I was lighting off fireworks at 2 o'clock in the morning, if I was, you know, walking around with a knife, if I was, you know, breaking into houses and businesses, um, I would have every reason to fear the police. Yeah. And there were never police in the school when I was going to school. Occasionally, we, you know, there, there were police officers who did community outreach work. And they'd come into the school once or twice a year and do a talk. But they weren't in the school every single day. So, yeah, that's new. Certainly since, you know, the years when I was in high school. But in the last week or so, we've had threats, online threats, against two local high schools. I have chosen not to publish the note that was on Instagram threatening Gloucester High School early this week. It is grotesque. And I know that people can find it other places and have found it other places. I have every confidence that every student in that school, in fact, every student across Ottawa, has probably seen the letter. I choose to not publish it. I don't want to give someone any reason to think that if they do the same kind of thing, that it will be glorified and they will be given any spotlight, certainly not on my watch. I am quite satisfied to get word out that there was a threat, that the police are aware of it, that action is being taken, and to be extra vigilant 
and 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 looking out for your kids and report the things. I don't need to publish that. I don't need to glorify that. But this person in their letter describes just they've they've looked at how the school functions. When classes are in, when lunchtime is, when the bells ring, when people will be in hallways, etc. They detail all of this. Whether it's an idle threat or not, when you read this and you follow the thinking and the logic and the just that this person has laid out, it's pretty scary. They, I mean, they, they have really, they have plotted out. They may not have access to a gun after all, right? In, in a best case scenario, there's no way they could actually pull off what they say they want to pull off. But what is really, really frightening is the amount of detail they have gone into as to where they see the opportunities. They're pointing out the weaknesses in the system. Okay, so you receive it, and now, because you don't want police in the school, do you? Nope. If that is what's really going on in our high schools, and by the way, that's what's really going on in our high schools. You're damn right I want cops there. 100%. And yeah, I I recognize that, you know, we we need more police officers. We need more policing in our community. Grassroots. I can't tell you the last time I saw a police car on my street. Actually, I can. The last time there was a police car on my street was when I I needed the police here because I was going through a mental health crisis. Other than that, I've not seen a police car on my street in 15 years. When I was growing up as a kid, Cops drove down my street at least once a week, just saying hi. Just getting the lay of the land, just checking out the neighborhood. Saying hi to the kids, playing ball, what kids do. Everything cool with you guys? You're safe? Excellent. Hope you're having a great day. I was taught a healthy respect for the police, not to fear them. There is an opportunity to teach other generations, up-and-coming generations, that same healthy respect. We can't live in a country like this and not have police. At the end of the day, there has to be someone there who can protect us, who can... Police us, hold us to, you know, be the facilitators that hold us to account. It ain't perfect. I get that. I get that. I recognize there are problems. There are people being, you know, racially profiled and marginalized. And, and, and I hear all of that. And, 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 and I agree. We don't need that. We, we've got to do away with that. Removing the police officers from our schools is not the answer.
clearly with two threats within a week at two different high schools at two completely opposite ends of the city. We need them in schools now more than ever. But more than that, we need to have hard, serious consequences for people who choose to put such threats out there, regardless of their age. If you are smart enough and articulate enough to be able to put in writing an actual timeline to figure out, I know what the students in the classrooms are to do if an active shooter situation arises in the high school. Because I know, I mean, this, this is basic military plotting. If you know what the enemy is going to do, if you know their every move, not just military, this is any gamesmanship. If you know what the hunted is going to do before the hunted does it, you know, you're, you're ahead of the game. This, if you're smart enough to be able to lay that all out, I know what the kids are supposed to do in class. I know how to go, you know, go around that. I know when the hallways are going to be full. I know where the teachers are going to be. I know how long it takes for a police officer to get here. I know this. I know that. If you, sorry, you know right from wrong way before you're 18, way before you're 18. Yeah, you do. The Young Offenders Act is a joke. There needs to be hard consequences. And I, frankly, and, and, and you may disagree with me, but I love reading in the States. And look, I, I, I know every family situation is different. But that, in, that the option is even there in the States, that if your kid, God forbid, your kid goes into a school and kills people. The option is there for law enforcement and the courts to hold the parents to account. Are we not responsible for our kids at some point? I mean, is it like... Yeah, I I know you 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 have very few options at your disposal now how to discipline a kid. I don't know how it's gone off the rails, but it has. Now I sound like I'm talking about the LRT. You know I couldn't resist that. But can we can we keep going down this path that we're going down? It it like what's where are we in 10 years if we don't start fixing this now? If we don't start making changes now? Look, I know there's a lot of... Listen. I, I was bullied in high school. I thought I had it bad. Then you come to find out years later just how bad other kids had it. And you sort of think, wow. 
but when you're, we all know, we've been there. When you're in the high school environment, that is your whole world. You can't see beyond those hallways. You really can't. I mean, you're a you're a bug in a tic tac box. Everybody's watching you. Everything seems so big in high school and so important. You have no ability at that age to recognize the world around you. And just you just don't have enough life experience to realize just how little most of that stuff that happens in high school really matters. Breakups and gossip and now some of it, some of the stuff that 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 is going on in high schools and some of the things that are said, it's it's horrific. But you know what? That's always been there. They're kids. And 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 you know yeah. On one hand, I say that you know they're at an age where they they can be held to account and should be held to account. But see, that's the counter argument: is that no, because they don't have that life experience. They haven't lived beyond the world of high school to really have an understanding of just how much none of this shit really matters. And when you're being bullied. Or made fun of. And you're in high school. You you remember how much that hurts. If there was a rumor about you. I mean you, you would move heaven and earth. To find a reason to not be in school that next day. It was traumatic. And it is. It's traumatic. And it takes its toll on your mental health. I get it. What do we do about it? That's a whole other question. You know, and like I said, I I thought I was bullied in high school. You know what? I wasn't, I I mean, I was to some degree. There were a couple of kids who really, one of whom, (laughs) so I'm on the air. I'm living my dream. I was that kid in high school who, I mean, I, I was just this freak. I had career aspirations. I was going to be in radio. And people mocked it and laughed at it and, you know, whatever else. Because it's kind of weird in high school to know what you're going to do in life, right? And to have that kind of passion. And there was one guy in particular who would literally put me in a headlock and, and punch the side of my head. Making fun of, you know, radio guy, DJ, blah, 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 blah. And it hurt. It hurt a lot, and it was embarrassing, and it was traumatic, and I never understood it. I still don't understand it. Why Why that affected him to that point, why he needed to, you know, why he chose it, I'll never know. But there I am on the air in my hometown on Cool FM, and he's on the request line. This guy who used to put me in a headlock and throw me into a locker Oh, man, you always said you were going to be on the radio. Now you are. Dude, we should hang out sometime. Um, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that was high school. That was just high school shit. Yeah, <laughs> We should hang out sometime. 
No. Really, no. But a year ago, he sent me a friend request on Facebook. Why? You know why? Because he knows he's wrong. He knows he's been wrong all along. He feels guilty. That's a win for me, guys. One of many. We're in such a messed up place right now. We need... We need to keep having conversations. We need to keep talking. Which is why I say it's not about the hundreds. On any of my listener stats, that doesn't matter to me. It genuinely does not matter. It's about the one. It's about the one person hearing me right now who is suddenly rethinking how they treat others or decisions they've made and, and, and is all of a sudden thinking, yeah, you know, I, I got to make some changes here. I don't like who I've become. I don't like the things I'm doing. The biggest payoff for me is the emails I get from people saying, thanks for saying this. I get that we're angry. I get that we're on edge. I'm choosing to try and do something about it. And by the way, when it comes to Candace, uh, she has set up a page now um, where people who can contribute something to getting this house back in shape can chime in. I mean, this is day one. She's already got a Facebook page up and running with a few thousand folks chiming in. It's about the one. It's about the one. I can't change the world. Can I... Can I do better by one person? Yep. So what's the task you're going to choose to take on for yourself? Change the world? Or try and have a positive impact on one? What's the more achievable goal? So let's talk about the numbers that were presented to me on Twitch. It's really only about the one. However, it's kind of neat to look at what is probably the smallest numbers generator for this little project of mine. And yet the thing that through all of this experience that is BTR has been the biggest community builder the thing that has actually made a difference the thing that has actually brought people together and connected them 
There have been a lot of bad experiences. I get that. I accept that. A lot of them I'm responsible for in some way, shape, or form. Shouldn't say a lot of them. Some of them. I wasn't in a good enough place to manage it properly. Didn't put my foot down a lot of times where I should have put my foot down. Didn't have the experience then that I do now. All I can do is do better, right? So in the year 2021, BTR was live on Twitch for 6,840 hours. Fine. People tuned in. This is just Twitch. This is just Twitch. It's the smallest, like smart speaker listening, app listening, website listening. Those those are those are often off the charts. This is just this little, this tiny little group of people on Twitch. People watched my studio feed for. 32,442 hours. What? Imagine if I was a hot girl in a hot tub. (laughs) What those numbers? This is just, this is bobblehead guy in the studio bouncing his head around while listening to the music. 32,442 hours. And by the way, to our sponsors like McCarthy Automotive, Microgreens Ottawa, the Mayfair Theater, Devotion Dance, Bingo Land Gaming Center. Your logo has been seen on our stream for 32,442 hours. Find me another outlet that is going to offer you that. In the year 2021, the number of unique followers, people who have chosen to follow the Blast the Radio Twitch channel, unique individuals, this number blows me away. Where the hell is everybody? 999 unique followers. On the BTR Twitch channel, a thousand people follow this feed. That's crazy. At at one particular day, I don't know when, but on one particular day, we had 59 people tuned in at one time. I'm guessing probably the day that Lowell Green started. Although that was last year. <laughs> the smiley face, this is fun. The smiley face emoji. <laughs> this this is why I laugh when people get all freaked out. Oh, I don't want to have to show my health card at a restaurant. <laughs> I don't want my health information. First off, your health information is not being exposed. All, all, all the restaurant scanner app, concert scanner app, et cetera, sees the QR code says yes, vaccinated or no, not. That's it. 
the hostess at, at the local restaurant is not scanning and then running downstairs and opening up volumes and volumes and volumes of your personal health information and posting it on Twitter. However, on Twitch, every single time you post a smiley face emoji, it counts it. <laughs> like, this is what's so crazy. People don't realize the information that they're giving to the world. They get so caught up in, oh, I don't want this out there. I don't want that out there. Yeah, uh, on, on my Twitch feed in 2021, the smiley face emoji was used 7,992 times. Ah, <laughs> uh, You share more personal information by clicking on a kitten video on Facebook than you do handing your QR code to a server at a restaurant. I'm telling you, 7,992 times somebody used a happy face emoji on my Twitch feed. We know this information. Stop being so freaked out by what the world might know about you. Oh, it knows more than you even think. Uh, <laughs> hey! And ironically, this is where Twitch went offline. Smack dab in the middle of a conversation about our Twitch numbers for 2021. All this to say, thanks for tuning in. These rants are unplanned. They are unscripted. And I really do need to be better about making sure that they get online on the Milkman Show podcast. However you tune us in, smart speakers, on BlastTheRadio.com, on the app, on the podcast, thank you for a great 2021. I cannot wait to see what we can accomplish in 2022. Move for now.